Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello and welcome to the COB for the 24th of March, motoring right through this month. Scuddy, lots to come. Uh, I'm Nadine Blaney. Scuddy, how was the day today? It was pretty good. We got a win on the board as well, so uh, that's always nice. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Bit bit counterintuitive in some ways. I mean, if you take a look around the region and what happened in the US, I mean, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade, especially now the sunshine is out in the east coast of New South Wales. But uh, yeah, what do you put it down to? I know I sent to a few of the people out in the newsroom. I was, we're the pillar of hope in a very <laughs> otherwise bleak Asian uh, region. But uh, and then I looked at the chart over the last few sessions and I said, well, maybe we're not so much that yeah, uh, beacon, yeah. uh, but uh, we'll go and take it nonetheless. But uh, yeah, what I put it down to, I reckon uh, lower bond yields out the curve. Uh, also, lower Aussie dollar always helps. And the fact that we're in this range bound trade. So every time we go and approach that lower end of the range, we find a, a mystery bid. We've also got the end of quarter coming up as well. So that's something we need to go and start paying close attention to now, just a week away. Yeah. I mean, we were talking to a few guests today that said a period in terms of the US market of digestion, of consolidation, of window dressing ahead of the mm. end of that quarter is likely part of the reason we did see some pressure coming through on international markets in particular. But we are not ones to complain about green on the screen. So it looks like the XJO up by half of 1%. Materials higher. In fact, it's easier to say it the other way. Energy lower. Industrials as a sector lower. And telecom services as well. Um, some of the best performers had a bit of news associated with them today, which has also gone against the grain of the past few sessions and you're gonna love this grain corp the best performer today up by six percent why are you looking at me like i like i thought you'd appreciate my little um my little segue there no yeah, oh, I know, he's I know. tired of me already. He's all my tricks i gotta come up with some new tricks <laughs> no it's, uh, no i'm i'm pleased because it's uh fundamentally you know, like <laughs> i've been pretty bullish in agriculture for a while i want to write something about it jeez months and months ago now about how my mate uh, went and called me from parks and he said oh scuddy there's so much uh so much rainfall everything's green yeah. now i spoke to him i know then he seemed really optimistic so i got pretty bullish I had to look around looked at the, me the meteorological forecast and uh that made me pretty pretty bullish on a lot of the space unfortunately my mate called me uh, i know a couple of weeks back and told me that now there's this mice everywhere but uh yeah i saw that take the uh no, the good with the bad but hey la nina 
might have put a dampener on the summer plans, that pool that I spent Christmas Day putting together, the blow-up. Okay, didn't get used all that much, but we'll take it if it means uh, better conditions and uh, also a very benign bushfire season, in uh, at least on the east coast of the country. What a relief. Okay, REA Group, a broker upgrade. Uh, it finished the day higher by 5%. We had a good chat with Ben Clark, as usual, from TMS Capital at the end of the day. He calls REA a solid hold. Uh, he sees it as best in class. If you'd like to listen to that interview, you can do so via the show notes. Uh, how big a concern is it to you that we're starting to see some of these problems in terms of not just vaccine rollout in Europe, but some of the uh, legislators there are really raising the alarm about that strain, the UK strain and the variant and the challenges that it's now posing in terms just of the, of the economic growth story there. I don't want to come across as flippant, but uh, the priority, the focus needs to turn away from case counts. It's time to go and stop the case count stuff it's uh it's it's long in the tooth we need to look at hospitalizations and we need to look at deaths and see what's going on in that space at the moment i'm not concerned i never thought this would be a, an even recovery where it's just parabolic rise to i know to greatness and uh you know uh, sunshine and buttercups and everything else you're going to have big potholes along the way this is one of those ones but the trajectory for me is still the same it's still very very bullish there's still uh, reflationary forces at play uh the fact that we've got you know policymakers in europe bickering well no what's new this is uh, truth. So we've heard from Jay Powell, Janet Yellen. We're going to hear from them again tonight in the U.S. The hallmark to me is just the fact that nobody is really saying anything new right now. No, not at all. And we know the information now. So I think it, why the markets are looking at this uh, consolidation mode that we're in right now is that, hey, look, we've got this you know, very, very bright outlook presented in front of us. Uh, we've got uh, policymakers who are all singing from the same hymn book, uh, but we don't know what happens next. And so we're waiting for fresh information. Uh, but as uh, Jerome Powell has said umpteen times about that we're going to be patient. He always says we're going to be patient. Well, the markets have to be patient when it comes to the economic recovery story. We've priced a lot in already. It will come in time, but you're not going to see it overnight. We'll get a whole bunch of uh, data that will start coming through. Uh, in the next couple of weeks will be the start of the month. And uh, we'll see then that, once again, that things are picking up. Picking up. ANZ revising its house price forecast to 17% growth this year. That's from 9% following just what we've seen happening. We've seen it unfolding in front of our eyes in the housing market. What a different spot we're in this time, this year, as compared to this time last year. So macro prudential tools, we had a good panel on earlier today, Sharon Zollner from ANZ in New Zealand after the government there took some pretty gutsy, in her word, policy moves to cool the housing market there. I don't think our politicians uh, are gutsy at all when it comes to the housing market here in Australia, if in fact a cool down is needed. So macro prudential will likely be a reality this year, you think, Scotty? Absolutely. I've, uh, I've written about it in the past, and I think it's, uh, it's going to happen. You're exactly right. You should be PM. I'll be deputy. How about that? 
we'll, sure. uh, yeah, and we'll get this place fixed up. But uh, look, it's pretty clear that uh, there is no appetite from our policymakers to go and do anything when it comes to housing. Anything that uh, no, to go and sacred. Seek. It's just too sacred. What is a sacred cow here in yeah. Australia? It's uh, it's it's undeniably so. And uh, look, it would have to go and take take a pretty brave politician, and I'm talking probably to the Labor side here, uh, to go and run with a campaign to go and remove some of the tax perks that are associated with housing in this country. They tried it last time and lost the unlosable yeah. election. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I'd love to go and see at least one of those measures, whether it be a negative gearing or capital gains tax discount for housing removed, uh, to go and dissuade a little bit of the, uh, the money that goes into it. But uh, unfortunately, I'm not holding my breath, so it's going to be down to macro approved. Uh, probably, uh, you know, debt to income limits, loan to income uh, limits, uh, something on those lines to go and prevent it. Because at this stage, you can't go and say investors are the ones who are driving it, albeit they are coming back pretty strong uh, in the last few months. So you can listen to the big picture. That's where we spoke with Sharon Zollner from ANZ, as well as Stephen Kukoulis from Market Economics here in Australia. I noticed that they did not update Annette's picture on the website. However, uh, we oh, don't look that dissimilar, to be honest, anyways. So you can listen to that, or what are you going to say? I'm glad you. I'm glad you just play. Oh, just another blonde. <laughs> Imagine if I said that, <laughs> and that's not what I was thinking, everyone. <laughs> uh, look, uh, yeah, there's no sort of workplace issues here at Ausbiz. I can tell you that much. Uh, one, um, but let's bring it back to equities. We had a conversation with uh, William Curtain, portfolio manager at Milford Asset Management, about those New Zealand measures that have put into place and how it may or may not impact some companies that are listed here in Australia. You can listen to that via the show notes. Uh, that brings me back to equities. So time to get the stock of the day under our belt, Scotty. Umedia out uh, with an update today, just reconfirming what we already knew from its report that came out last month. Um, Henry Jennings from Marcus Today, Andrew Veitland from DP Wealth Advisory weighed in. Here's what they had to say. It's easier for businesses to control the cost lever and they've been ripping costs out of that business like there's no tomorrow. Uh, plus they uh, raised capital early, so they've been paying down debt. So they've done all the right things from a business point of view, but again, a lot of it is a function of uh, you know lockdowns, et cetera. And they seem to be abating and becoming more regionalized rather than the national one that we had around 12 months ago. I would be sort of looking more at nine right. uh, or maybe even News Corp, even though they're not direct proxies but sort of as sort of advertising-like businesses. But, uh, yeah, this one doesn't necessarily float my boat, not because it's a badly run company. It's more around the industry dynamics that I'd find a bit challenging. We kind of knew where the company was to some extent, yeah. um, and it has had a big leg up uh, from around where we bought it uh, back in sort of October, November last year. So Umedia is, is, is a good company. They're doing all the right things. Um, geared to the economic revival. Definitely a hold. A hold. Um, there's there's right. nothing in here that says, hey, we need to add to it. And right. there's nothing that says, you know what, it's all over Red Rover. Okay. So it, it's kind of steady yeah, as she goes. Umedia, OML, the ticker code, not going in the call portfolio. Yeah. So. It's a decent company. It's, uh, well, they both it's, said it was a hold. Yeah, it's uh, it's rebounded a long way from the other lows. But uh, out of the COVID casualties uh, that are out there, I don't think there was any more uh, no, exposed than that company. But uh, no, it certainly had a nice uh, bounce over the last uh, nine months or so. Uh, if you'd like to listen back to the interview with we did with the new CEO, you can do so via the website as well. We've got a search function there. And uh, yeah, if you type in many CEOs' names, you can find an archive of interviews we've done with them. But I think with Umedia... 
while it was hit so hard, it's also really leveraged to the recovery. Uh, it'll just be a matter of execution to see how things go from here. It's eyeballs. You'll it's be around about and, and, and Scotty, you heard me say it earlier. I mean, the amount of people that are around... For long-time listeners of the podcast, you've heard us lamenting and giving you updates over the past year as to the headcount here around Barangaroo. Well, it is buzzing now. I had about six people, seven people in my lift this morning, and that was not at peak time. Mm. That was, that was you know, well, what was it, 20 past seven in the morning. I mean, that's the first time I've had that happen. Yeah, Um I've heard everything positive as well about the uh, the resurgence back into the city, and it makes me wonder. Like, you no, know, um, I've uh, I'm going to re-enter the uh, population debate tomorrow, and we uh, just see. I uh, know what I've written. I haven't done it yet, but uh, I've got something that's circulating in my brain. But um, it's interesting. I thought that there'd be lots of positivity about getting back out and uh, know seeing each other again. But the one thing I found has been a few of the comments are like, you no, know, from the people I go and deal with, uh, no day to day, not necessarily in the office here, have been a little bit negative. Like, oh, public transport's jammed and oh no can't go and do this it's like really busy to go and get lunch now and it just struck me as being well well people's expectations we, we, talk, we talk a big game change, right? don't we yeah. but, then, but then when you get used to it you're like well i actually kind of like preferral yeah yeah okay so that gives me an indication of where you're going with your population scotty just needs two good bus rides to work this one out so if you haven't signed up for the cob newsletter you should do so because tomorrow it's migration there's a tease, okay, teasing you for tomorrow. We've got Mohammed El Aryan. I'm coming in early to do this one, Chief Economic Advisor of Allianz. That should be interesting. We will be playing that for you at 9.40 a.m. Set your alarm. Can you ask me? Uh, ask him how his uh, golden retriever is? I love golden retrievers. Okay. Mm, maybe adding to the family. Scotty? Yeah. Yes? Uh, we've got Julia Lee from Berman Invest and Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities on the call at 12 p.m., we will be speaking with Fraser McLeod to round out the day at Sean Partners. Always gives us a buy, hold, sell with a bit of color as well. So that is pretty much the day on the plate. Look, we've got PMIs happening around the globe tonight. We've got more testimony from Janet Yellen and Jerome Powell. Uh, and that's about it. I think we can wrap. I think so. So we'll see you uh, tomorrow for Thursday. I'm looking forward Thursday. to it already. All right. See you then.